This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Beaten. I mean, I am a beaten man. I have always said I was going to do this hop right on, do a pick or do a recap show. Haven't actually done a recap show in a bit. I got my ass handed to me tonight. My picks went four and seven, oh, and three on my the Ken, uh, Anakin Florian show uh, picks as well. Down multiple units, right? Just a horrible night. Just a shitty night. Instead of going and, you know, relax with my wife, have it rub my head, my back, you know, whatever, cuddle time, I'm in here. Because I was going to come in here and do some research tomorrow because tomorrow for the Anakin Florian recording and we got six fights for UFC 281, which we'll, reco- which we'll kind of go over at the end of the show, kind of recap. Fucking stack card. Stack card. You know, Mackenzie Dern stacked. But for this, for this, I had to hop right on. I'm not running away from the losses. I'm not running away from this beating I took, okay? When I win, you hear about it. When I lose... It's just a bad night. My reads were not good. My slime ball 20 seconds away from cashing. I guess that's where we'll start. <sighs> slime ball. Shylin Nurembeki beat Derek Minner in the first round. I know Minner blew his knee out. What you gonna do? Thought Shylin had control of that fight no matter where it went. Jake Haley looked great. Looked like a beast. Conlario, solid kid. Not that great. I thought Hadley was levels above him. Should have been a higher favorite. Two good prices. Got a little cute and added Dawson Madsen over instead of just took in Batista, the low-hanging fruit. Mario Batista, who I liked a lot. The low-hanging fruit right there. Literally one of the only fights I got. I got four fights right on this whole fucking card. So Batista, the low-hanging fruit, which I had him as my send him home. Should have put him in there, but I got a little cute. I went Madsen Dawson over. Mark Madsen is an Olympic Greco Roman, which is, you know, upper body, you know, uh, takedowns. Had no answer for any kind of single double leg. I mean, has this guy trained wrestling ever? He's in Arizona. He's at fight ready. He's at a good camp, but where the wrestling at? I literally said, I don't think he's going to get put on his back for very long. Wrong. Wrong. Ah, wrong on that one. Wrong. He got put on his back, didn't know how to get up. Guy was lost out there, right? And he's been kicked in his leg. The Austin Hubbard fight, kicked in the leg. Every single fight, he gets kicked in the leg. Heavy on that lead leg. Hurt him, Grant Dawson, with one punch in the first round. Dawson recovered, out-wrestled him, whatever. So at that point, I'm like, okay, you know what? Dawson, lay on top of him. Ride this out. Don't get a finish. First, second round, nothing really happened. A couple, you know... Back takes, nothing really significant. Uh, I thought same thing for round three. Round three is kind of going the same way a little bit. And then Dawson starts kicking that leg again. And then Madsen's really reacting. And then down goes Madsen. Dawson on top, full mount. And then Madsen just at that point was just had enough, mentally quit. Dawson got the choke. Absolutely got it. We're 20 seconds away. I don't know the official time. When I looked at the clock, it was 257. 
So it was sometime around there, seven seconds later, five seconds later, whatever it was, Dawson choked him out. So I had picked Matson on the Anakin Florian, had the dog shot there. I only betted him in the, the slime ball parlay with the two and a half. So we're 20 seconds away from cashing a plus 205 slime ball ticket. <sighs> that, that hurts. Hey. If you're not in the gambling space, you don't gamble, you don't sweat these out or whatever, you just pick fights and go, eh, I got that one wrong. That's cool. But if you gamble, this hurts. This hurts, boys. Oh, just absolutely brutal. Uh, Romano Pascal versus Vidal. We'll go, now we'll go back and we'll recap the full card. We'll kind of go through it a little quickly. I want to I don't want to spend too long here. I want to talk about 281 and uh yeah, so. Podcast juice. I need it. I need it right now, babe. Pasqual versus Vidal. Pasqual got need. Quit. Not UFC quality. Vidal. I mean, she looked okay. She looked good. Undersized for sure. Short. A little thicker. Um, but listen, got here late. Made the weight cut. Is a total pro. Said nothing bad to say about her. Jake Haley looked fantastic. Stayed on his feet. Looked really well. Two southpaws battling out. His body punches were, I think, the body shots were the difference here. He looked really calm, composed on his feet. Obviously quick, obviously fast. Post-fight, he said a little, you know, I got sick too. I fucking was dying too, but I made the weight. Kenny Lair didn't make the weight either way. Good performance, great triangle. Uh, learned a lot from his last fight where he got put on his back. He was very active off his back his last time. It's just that Nascimento is very, very good on the ground. So it, at that point, it's time to get up as opposed to play your game. But he quickly snatched that triangle up and then it, it was a while before he got it but the fucking elbows just you, you cut him open and then i believe it was like some kind of uh no it was a triangle but the other fight benito was like an armbar combination johnny munoz was ludwig ludwig might be like the worst iq fighter in the ufc i know i'm saying i say that about a lot of guys i feel like you got to go out there and make this an ugly fight you're so slow and you're behind johnny munoz every step of the way and you just ignored your corner to the third round where you finally start looking for some takedowns, you're getting pieced up the entire time. You're marching forward, but marching forward and getting hit don't mean shit. That don't mean shit. Uh, I didn't bet that. I picked him as an underdog, though, but that's just a bad underdog pick. Munoz Jr. is obviously the right play there. Horrible. Junior Fry versus Pauly Viana. Pauly Viana, first off. I think I said this on podcast. She's hot. I don't think I've ever really like gave her a good look. Her face, she's gorgeous. She could do a lot other things besides fighting, but she's a badass fighter. Knocked Junior Fry out on the opposite side of not when I had Junior Fry grinding out a decision. That didn't happen. Did not bet this fight either, though. Uh, kept it a relatively small card because I played big units, and uh, I'm glad I did that, even though the big units hurt bigger as opposed to a bunch of small units. But what are you going to do? Uh, Pony Aviana looked good. Uh, Marty Batista versus Benito Lopez. Lopez has been out for a while. He's got the gold and the black hair. That's all cool. Batista, I tweeted this out. Just flip that. I tweeted this out. He looked physically the best shape I've ever seen him cardio one point his ground game on point his stand up is good too my biggest knock on him has, has been his chin he's been chinny a little bit before he's only lost two in the UFC this kid's come a long way he's continuing to get better um after the Callahan fight I I was a little sold on him after this fight even though Benita Lopez has been out for a while he's not the most highly rated guy but after what he did what he was supposed to do Mario Mario Batista should have been a 500 favorite in this. He was minus 225. Had him send him home. I did not bet this fight. I hope I, I should have bet Mario Batista by some kind of finish. I did not. Uh, shame on me. 
uh, for being an idiot. Should have put him on the parlay, too. Should have, would have, could have. That's the name of gambling, babe. Should have, would have, could have. And uh, I fucked up on that one for sure. Huge misstep by your boy. But uh, Mario Batista looked an absolute stud. Miranda Maverick just bullied Shannon Young. Shannon Young. Props to Shannon Young, though. I'll say this. Five fighters miss weight. All the Brazilians that came over late did not miss weight. Five fighters miss weight for this one. Shannon Young was struggling, cut her hair off to make the weight. That's a that's a that's a that's a fighter. She was a huge underdog. She's already had a loss to Miranda, right? Not a good matchup for her. But she goes, you know what? I want this one back. It's a tough weight cut. She pretty looked pretty big in there. I'm going to cut my hair. I'll deal with that shit later. I want this one back. Even if it was a bad matchup for her, even if she got dominated, I respect that because that's someone that could have been like, ah, fuck it. I miss weight. I can't make it. I, you know, we, we see that happen every once in a while. I, I don't feel good. I'm out of the fight. She wanted this fight regardless of how it went. But Miranda Maverick, minus 600 favorite, obviously did the damn thing. Uh, so good for Miranda Maverick. Then we got Shauna Nuren Becky, which we talked about earlier. Derek Minner blew his knee out, threw a kick. He got blocked. He stepped on it weird and he kind of made a weird motion. And then he threw another, the same kick, the back leg kick again, same motion. I don't know what the thought process was. Was he like, fuck it. I'm just going to throw it again. Why not? And uh clear, easy read for Shylin. And then Shylin threw a big knee, What he crumbled. And then TK on the ground, Shylin Becky looked huge in there, by the way, thick old boy. Um, and I just love that matchup with Norm Becky. So again, he was he was my slime forever. Jake Haley slime forever. And then the next fight, Mark Madsen versus Grant Alton over two and a half was not my slime forever. 20 seconds. I'm shocked at Mark Madsen's um non-defensive wrestling. We talk about this quite a bit, and this is kind of my own fault. Like TJ Dillashaw is a really good wrestler, but I I even said when he fought Aljo. How good is his defensive wrestling? How good is his defensive grappling? Because you can offensive wrestle all fucking day long. But if you got a guy taking you down, taking your back in the grappling realm, and especially as good as Aljo, how good are you? Now, I know TJ had a bum arm, whatever, but that should have been my process here because Grant Dawson's very good on the ground. A lot of people thought, a lot of people thought that Grant Dawson and the, or Grant Dawson and Mark Madsen would stand up a lot. I didn't think it was going to happen. I knew they were going to grapple because the ego plays. And Mark, and, and even you heard Grant Dawson in the post fight say, I play six in my state in high school. I'm not supposed to be a good wrestler, but I'm taking all these guys down. He called out to him first and seemed like a good guy. Some people call him cringe. I don't know why I'm not on his side. 19, one and one overall. He missed weight. He was 45 up to 55. Seems like a fighter that, you know, I should maybe get behind, but I just still see some limit, limit ability in him. His stand up is not great. He got put down by Madsen. But the story from here is how bad Matson was. I mean, Matson defensively on the ground was so bad that the, the the commentators hit it perfectly. He wasn't using his legs to get up. His legs were just there in an open guard. No feet on hips, no basic anything. He didn't scramble to get up. I really thought that wasn't going to be an issue here. So Mark Matson just, I mean, really bad night for him. And man, just really bad night for me. 20 seconds would have had a W. It wouldn't have mattered in the grand scheme of things because I had so much on Marina Rodriguez that I think I haven't sat down and done the math. Literally, fights are over. I walked into here to do this. I haven't done the math, but I don't think I would have broke even or anything like that. I didn't. I, I didn't put a full unit on the slime ball. I put three and a half units on Marina, so I think I would have been toast anyway. 
but it would have been nice to give the people winners. Even if I don't financially win off the slime ball by, you know, with my other bets, you know, if I'm down on the night, it's still nice to give out a winner. All right. We've been cold brothers. We've been cold, but it'd be nice to give out a winner for the people. Uh, that didn't happen. That did not happen. Tagir Ullenbachoff versus Nate Manis. Nate Manis looked brutal, trolling some people. I've seen this kid fight live, and I believe he was at 155. Could have been 145 when he fought early on in his career. He's 5'10". He's not a small guy. So when he made 125, and we all the pictures all went all over Twitter. You saw the picture. That was shocking. Like, that's a guy, and he said, I feel great, you know. And this fight didn't go long enough to know if the, the weight cut would have been an issue or not. He looked terrible, though, got his neck taken to gear. Obviously, one of these days, one of these fucking days, I'm going to bet against a Russian, and I'm going to win. I am like 0 for 50 against these Russians, man. You guys are well-rounded. They're good. That high-elbow guillotine that Tagir hit him with was beautiful. Nate's a tough, durable dude, good record. Not easy to get out of there. He fought the guillotine. He readjusted, and, and, and that was just curtain. So Tagir's a guy to keep an eye on for sure. I thought he's looked a little pedestrian, but uh, beating a guy like Nate Manis. That was my dog lock with sent him home I got, which was Batista mortal lock, which Jake Hadley. So I'm two and three on my locks on the night. Didn't play any of them except Nate. Small little play on Nate to win. Um, so I whiffed on that. Should have hit Batista up. Should have hit the mortal lock up straight. Um, next fight, I played D-Rod straight, and I played him by decision. Thought we were on our way there. Very close fight. I mean, if I'm being honest, I thought I had Neil winning the first, D-Rod winning the second. First was very close, and then D-Rod came out pretty heavy in that third, looking pretty good, hitting Neil with good straight shots, and then just couldn't get out of that fucking clinch, man. Could not get out of that clinch. Brutal. Brutal stuff. I mean, Neil's really good in the clinch, and I said that. I just thought D-Rod was going to be a little bit more prepared for it. He's a thicker guy at 70. He's not as tall as Neil, but he's a, he's he's not a small 70, so I figured he can handle it a little well. He didn't. At the end sequence there, he got up after Neil kept using the same technique to take him down from the clinch. He got up, and then Neil slammed him down, and I just felt like his fucking soul left his body when he got slammed down. He's just like, fuck. Because he was tired for sure, and he wanted to keep the fight on the feet, and then Neil wrapped up that Darce. I felt like, you know, I saw the Darce coming. Now, obviously, I'm a, I'm a fucking couch quarterback here. I yelled Darce at the TV, right? Because at this point, I want a winner, even if it was just for a little bit of change, a little bit of scratch. And I think I had 35 bucks on D-Rod, right? So I'm, I'm like, Darce, Darce. And Neil's got those long arms, so if he cinches it up, I mean, that's a wrap. Long arm guys with darces, are, and that's what Neil does. And Neil's not a finisher, but if he's going to get you, it's going to be in a darce. And he and he was in the the on all fours with the front headlock position. And D Rod should have done a couple things there differently. And it looked like he kind of just went into it. Neil rolled. It was over. Um, awful there. Awful right there. That was going to be my other slime ball play. So I know I was going to. I should have, could have, would have had Batista, even though I don't think I ever would have got there. If I'm being honest with you, if I rewind it, I have it written down over two and a half on that fight as well. Uh, when did that fight end? Was that a cashed? Because I plugged that in. I plugged that in to the to the thing in the, um, blah, 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 333 in round one. I don't. I think I think it would have. Right. Would have? How did they do that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Fuck it. Doesn't matter. Who cares? Would have been a loser anyway, you loser. 
in the main event. Got a little cocky on this one. I was on Remember the Show with Aaron Bronstetter. Go check that out. Last podcast I recorded before that. Very tough trivia questions. Came down to the last question. I whiffed on Dave Herman. I knew it was Pee Wee. I said the Sasquatch. And I whiffed on Vladimir Matyshenko, which I knew was the janitor, which Aaron got both those. Those are my big whiffs. But some of those questions Cody made were impossible. Show I lost, but I had a good showing. I didn't get blown out of the water. I would love to rematch Aaron with maybe a little more topical MMA questions as opposed to what month was the first Brazilian UFC show in. I mean, fuck me. I don't know. I can't tell you what month UFC 270 was in. Right? There's too many to keep track of. Anyway, uh, I went on Anna Florian, my own show, that show, three shows this week, and talked about Marina Rodriguez. And I said, quite frankly, I think there's a layup. I said, I like her at minus 210. I'd play her higher and went 350 on her, $350 in one of my highest plays ever. Highest play ever was 600 on Izzy against uh, Jan Blahovich. This is a significant play, 3.5 units. I'm not a big unit player, I'm more of a small chip away kind of guy. Big, big time unit play here and just lost. First round, I thought she looked good. I think it was very close at the end. You could have maybe said Marina won because of the way she got on top or whatever. But I just felt like on the stand-up, she was a little hesitant. I thought maybe, okay, you know what? She's been in five-round fights before. She's going to want Lemos to kind of tire herself out because she's a heavy hitter, explosive, right? Come out second round, and uh, she's doing more of nothing. And I'm like, okay, Marina, it's time to step it up here. And then she starts stepping it up just a little bit, just a little bit, just enough. But Lemo started catching her coming in. And those are big shots. So it freezed her again. So Lemos won round two. Lemos has all the momentum coming in round three. And Marina, again, kind of is a little passive, more than I thought she'd be. I thought speed would kill here. And then Rodriguez, land, or excuse me, Lemos lands a huge right, right hand, I believe. Stumbles. Rodriguez, and she's one of the best finishers at that division. Just a fucking killer. Killed her on the cage. I know a lot of people are going to say it's an early stoppage. I mean, I think it was a touch early because I think it, you know, but Marina, the way her body reacted, she got hit and then hit and hit, and then she went, turned her head to the side and covered up. That's, you, you, you know, anytime you turn any kind of your body when you're getting hit, it's not a good look, and the ref was there right on top of it. I don't think it would have changed anything. I'm not going to obviously be like, early stop it, blah, blah, blah. I think Lemos was on fire tonight. I definitely, definitely underestimated Lemos. I'm still high in Rodriguez here, but man, what what a performance by Lemos, man. You got you to gotta give it to her. You got to give her the next shot. I saw Andres in the crowd. Maybe they run that rematch back. <clears throat> That'd be a fun rematch. I don't know what you do, um, but you know, obviously I think Marina maybe now take a step back as much as I want to see her fight Rose. Lemos, do you throw her in there for the winner of the title right now? Do you give her Andrade? Do you give her Rose? A lot of options for Lemos now. Unfortunately, I think Rodriguez had the world in her hands because of the record she had and who she's beaten. She won. She gets title shot. She loses now. Who do you fight? You know what I mean? Like, who who are you you fighting? So, absolute brutal beating. So, down three units on that. Down .35 units on D-Rod. Down uh, on the slime ball, just down. I had four bets. What was the other bet I did? Oh, I did Nate Manis as well. Down on Nate Manis. I went over four of my bets. Four and seven on them of picks. That is what you call a shit night in the business, boys. A shit night. But 
Um, yeah. That, no, there's no buts. There's no buts. That's a shit night in the business. But UFC 281 is a Saturday, a week from today. I'm doing the picks tomorrow in Anakin Florian. We'll probably be up Sunday night, Monday morning. I'll do my own pickums as well. Full card pickums. It's a good card. There's 14 fights as of right now. 14 fights. That means that's 14 potential winning bets that we can make up for tonight. So before I recap that, I actually got a lot of messages. When I say a lot, I mean five um, about the winning gloves and, and how they screwed me. So I got my money back, right? I disputed the charges, got my money back. Winning. I love your gloves. Your customer service is absolutely dog shit. So I needed new gloves. I needed gloves. I got these Everlast gloves down there. They're terrible. They don't fit my wide, fat fucking wrist. Oh, big fuck. Dude, you know what I mean? Those little boy gloves, right? So I need some new gloves. I'm trying to get back in shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to put two options on the screen. This could be a little bit boring for the people who come here to hear me fucking, you know, go on about my recap. I'm good. At, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a shit bag. I suck, right? I suck. I'm dog shit. Dead dog loser. But I mean, it's all day, right? My wife worked. I was with the kids all day. All day, I'm on my fucking phone like a deadbeat dad. Like I'm on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on Instagram. I'm looking up gloves or what type of gloves to get because I'm an obsessive compulsive Lose it, right? So shout out 1v1. First off, not sponsored. I did not buy 1v1 gloves. I, however, want to get a pair of 1v gloves. Jason Neese, the guy who works, hand makes these in Florida, USA made gloves are incredible. I've never owned a pair, but I've seen a ton of reviews. I've exchanged emails with Jason. Problem is, is your boy's down multiple units tonight, and those gloves are quite expensive. What Rightfully so. Handmade in America, genuine leather, handcrafted, customizationable, whatever, customizable is the real word I was looking for there. Well worth the price tag. Your boy doesn't have it. He's going to Vegas, right? I don't want to spend the bank because I'm hitting fucking mitts and bags in my garage. I'm going to get one when I get enough shape, go to the gym. Anyway, been shout out 1v1. You guys are awesome. Jason, thank you for all the emails. Um, but I was going back and forth of gloves today. So winning has foam gloves and their padding is unbelievable. So you're not going to find that in other gloves and I've tried. So it's just going to be incomprehensible. You can't match that, but there is a glove, a Mexican style glove that uses horsehair. Some, some use only horsehair. Some use foam. If you remember when Connor fought Floyd, there was a con in the contract. Connor couldn't wear a Clito Reyes famous Mexican glove that uses horsehair. Um, and then Flint Mayweather had the same problem with uh, Marcus Maidana using the Everlast MX gloves, which I've actually tried on, and there's absolutely no fucking padding. They're called puncher gloves because they use horsehair. Well, there's companies out there now, 1v1 is one of them that makes it as well, horsehair and foam. So I wanted to try Mexican-style gloves. I've never tried one before. So I looked at Reyes's. I looked at all these other ones. It's all customers. So I went no boxing, no life. Shout out Canelo Alvarez. Big fan of Canelo Alvarez. It's his brand. They used to never have a website. It was really weird or hard to get a hold of them. I tracked, the, you know, they have a good website now and they had a couple gloves in stock. So I'm going to put two on the screen right now. Okay. Number one is going to be a teal and silver pair that you're seeing right now. I, for whatever reason, I love teal. I love, I don't really necessarily love the metallic look. I like just like a green seafoam tealish color, like the original winnings. So here's the teal and here is black in red metallic that they have as well right so these are my two options these are both in stock there's a couple options i like that weren't in stock whatever so these are two options hammer down below 
pause this video, hammer down below which ones you would like, which ones you would pick, right? Because I just bought these today, right? Do you vote? Do you say which ones you picked? I end up getting the red and black ones. I'm a red and black guy. That's kind of my theme. I love red and black. So that's what I end up getting. So shout out No Boxing No Life. Never tried them before. I'll give a full review on this YouTube channel. You hear me? You'll see me fucking hitting the mat a little bit, you know, whenever I get those in. All right. 281. It beckons this Saturday, a week from today. And we're going to fucking rebound. We are going to fucking rebound. Sunk it. Fucking. The only, the only thing I've done great all night. I can make that. All right. Israel Adesanya versus Alex Pereira. Main event. We all love it. I love Izzy. Toughest fight. This guy beat him twice in kickboxing. I've done a ton of tape study since this fight got announced. I've rewatched both their kickboxing fights a lot of times. Uh, very interesting. You're going to have to hear my breakdowns when I break it down on my podcast or tomorrow in Anakin Florian. That's a great fight. Carlos Barza was Zang. Weili Jean or Jean Weili. Love this fight for Jean Weili. Carlos Barza wanted some time off, didn't. Kind of threw a stinker there with the Rose fight. This won't be a stinker. Jean Wei Lee is an action-packed fighter. She's good everywhere. I think she matches up really well with Carla here. Carla constantly dog, uh, dog money, constantly disrespected, um, is the champion, two-time champion. So you can't disrespect her too much. Love that fight. Poor A versus Chandler. Speaking about Chandler, Chandler uses 1v1 gloves. Big proponent of those. Shout out Mike Chandler. Won't you send me some, uh, won't you, I'll pay half, right? They're expensive. Let me pay half. Um, love this fight. I have a really strong lean on this fight of who I like. I looked at the line today. I, I don't really look at lines too much until the fights get closer, but since I'm picking this tomorrow, looked at the lines today, I was a little surprised. Um, but I have a strong lean in this fight. I love this fight. It's going to be absolute madness in there. Don't know if it gets out of the first round. I'd be shocked if it does. Both these dudes are fucking you know, nails in there. They want to go after it. Frank Yeager versus Chris Gutierrez. Frank Yeager's last ride in Madison Square Garden. How can you not love this guy? I actually really dislike Frankie because of the BJ Penn fights because I would love BJ Penn. But then Frankie's such a tough warrior dude. His great manor fights are unbelievable. Great family man. Has never really fucked around. Seems like a great dad and is an absolute stud. Uh, so I've grown to love Frankie. Last fight here. I think they matched him up well with Chris Gutierrez. Gutierrez is killer on the feet. Frankie obviously going to need to wrestle in this fight. Good matchup. Dan Herker for Claudia Pules. Woo! That's a good fight. People are sleeping on this fight. They're like, why is this the opening of the page? This is going to be a wild fight here. Dan Hooker's on like an 18-fight losing streak. Feels like everyone's beating Dan Hooker. Back up to 55. Claudia Pules is a guy really looking really good right now. His leg locks are br brutal. His submissions are good. His stand-ups come a long way. Interesting fight here, right? Interesting fight here at 155. That's going to kick off the pay-per-view card. And I don't know who I'm picking on that. Renato Moicano versus Brad Quake Riddell. Riddell's a fucking stud. Moicano's a stud. Love Moicano moving up to 55. Dominic Reyes versus Ryan Superman Span. I get it. You're trying to get uh, Dominic Reyes wins. You're trying to get him a W here against Superman Span. Span can spoil the party here. Uh, Reyes, I know, has, has traveled and trained and has been other places and hopefully he comes out good. Because, listen, the, the, he's everything's there for him. He just needs to put it together. You got fucking snot coming out everywhere. Uh, Aaron Blansfield is Molly McCann. I love Aaron Blansfield. And I love Molly McCann. Meatball McCann has been electric personality through the roof. Don't know if this is the best matchup for her. Aaron Blansfield hasn't been tested yet. Molly's going to test her because Molly has real power, real good boxing, has worked on her grappling extensively. 
That's an interesting fight right there. I can't wait to break that down, getting the meat and bones of that one. Andre Podolski versus Wellington Terman. Yeah, we can do with that one. Ottoman Azatar versus Matt Favola. Steamroller Favola. I don't, I mean, you have to say his last name like that, right? Favola. Steamroller Favola. Uh, Matt Favola is just, I feel like he hasn't fought in forever, but he's every time he fights, it's action-packed. Ottoman Azatar is the guy that got potatoes delivered in the bag. Some guy scaled a building in Abu Dhabi delivering potatoes. What were those potatoes filled with there, Ottoman? He got cut, got brought back, whatever. Heavy hitter guy. I think he's one-dimensional. Uh, interesting fight. I don't think we're picking that fight on the Intercon Maybe we are. I don't know. I think Favola might be on the show on the right long go minute. So, uh, steamroller Favola. Uh, Carolina Kolbakevich versus Silva Gomez Juarez, whatever. Mike Trezano versus Su Chui. Trezano laid an egg last time out, but he's 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 a good fighter. Uh, really hard to handicap. Uh, Sungu Chui, same thing. He's either going to fucking put you out or he's going to just shit the bed. Jorge Arce versus Montel Jackson. I love Montel Jackson. This is how we do it. Montel Jordan. I'm old. Uh, Montel Jackson, though, if he fought a little more often, a little more consistent, People will be talking about him a lot more at 135. And then Carl Solberg versus Nikolai Uh Good fight for Olberg here. I feel like he's getting some really good easy matchups here. He's on the Izzy card. Looks to be a phenomenal shape. So UFC 281. Sheesh. Sheesh. All right. I want to keep it 30 minutes. We're at 30 minutes. Let's go. Um, follow me on all social media. Brian Peachy MMA on Twitters, on Instagram. That's another one. And then hit the subscribe button. Maybe we're 915. I just checked before I hop on here. 915 subscribers currently. We are, if my math is correct, 85 away from 1K. You want a shirt like this? Huh? How do you do that? You want a shirt like this? It comes in black? Fucking hit the subscribe button. And I'll do a video. Let's go. Come on. Let's do it. All right. I'm going to go literally probably cry in my pillow because I got the shit kicked out of me tonight. Let's make some mix with our man Brian Peach. Perfect week for Brian Petrie yet again. Let's make some mix with our man Brian Petrie.